2: tuned in to sci-fi fidelity the podcast that brings you monthly science fiction television discussions and interviews remember to follow den of geek on twitter and facebook at den of geek us and we are at sci-fi fidelity this is our final bonus interview episode before we start with our new format in january
1: where even our interviews will get their own episode number my name is mike And I'm Dave. And in this edition of Sci-Fi Fidelity, we'll be talking with Riley Dolman, who plays Philip Pearson in the time travel series Travelers, which begins its third season on Netflix, December 14th, 2018.
2: Yes. And this is a very telling interview for Riley Dolman, not only as a character in one of our favorite shows and a very unique character, the historian, the one with the eidetic memory so he can know all that's going on in history in the 21st century but also about Riley himself as an actor. And this interview took an interesting turn in that respect, Dave, because I I really wasn't expecting to learn so much about Riley and how his journey has taken him to travelers.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think certain actors, as soon as he got on the phone with us, I felt like I was talking to Philip Pearson. (laughs) Yeah. But on the other hand, he was so forthcoming, so real, so down to earth. It was it was just a lot of fun. I'm sure we could have talked for an hour easily.
2: Yeah, and when you think about it, I think we've said this to each other a few times, Dave. The actors themselves don't necessarily know what's going to happen with their character anyway. <laughs> so, he would just be speculating a lot with us in that regard too. So, you know, Philip is such an enigma on the show and he's but he's such a delight as well, and I think you'll find that in this interview Riley's personality kind of comes across in Philip a little bit. So here's our interview with Riley about Travelers Season 3. Well, we're here with Riley Dolman, who plays Philip on Travelers, and we're very excited about the return of Travelers for Season 3. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I almost called you Philip there. Welcome to the podcast, Riley.
0: (laughs) You wouldn't be the first. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, glad to be here.
1: All right. Um, you know, I- I'm really curious about the process that led you to the role of Philip Pearson on Travelers, because, y- you know, you appeared on several episodes of Stargate Universe during its run. And I guess I was wondering, did Brad Wright remember you from SGU or was it just a standard audition? And did you audition for the role of Philip from the start? Because I know a lot of times you don't end up with the role that you initially came in for. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, I I'm going to be completely honest and I don't think Brad knew who I was <laughs> <laughs> when I when I auditioned again. Um I could be wrong. I'm 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 half kidding. We actually I don't know if we've actually uh, ever spoke about that, but when I worked on Stargate, I don't think I actually ever met Brad in person. It was a just a, a kind of a different process and we never met. But yes, I initially auditioned for for Philip and honestly when I saw it, I I called my agent and I said, "Are you sure I'm going for the right character here? You know, heroin addict." And, <laughs> and you know, previous to that, I had you know, there's a sort of a type of role that I I was sort of pigeonholed for at times, <laughs> and and uh, so I was a little bit uh, confused. And I, I thought when I read all the breakdowns, and I kind of thought I should be going for for Trevor and uh i think you know previous to that audition or maybe a a few months before i would have but but no no that was uh who i was brought in for and so uh it was very exciting because it was it was different i got to sort of flex a different muscle uh you could say with my work and i got to sort of show you know the potential of what i could do you know aside from what i had done in the past and and to me that was very exciting and I'm I'm just happy that happy that they liked it.
1: Now, did you start acting in high school or after?
0: I didn't actually. I um, I started acting afterwards. After you know, I I was in drama classes, but I I was given like small small parts where I I just I didn't have the attention span. I didn't care. I I, I didn't really know anything about acting. I just I basically took it as a as a because it was an easy class to get a decent grade in and to be honest the school that I went to I mean it wasn't taken very seriously the acting program or anything so but as I sort of got out of high school and grew up a a tiny bit um, (laughs) I wanted to get into I knew I wanted to get into the film industry I didn't know exactly how or where I fit Um, I was really interested in in the behind the scenes stuff more more so the writing and the camera department and, and I wasn't the most academically inclined student. So we did, we had this uh, work experience program that I did in the 11th grade. And I was, I think I had a, I can't remember how it exactly worked, but somehow I I, I got a connection with a DOP, a director of photography for a, a production, a local production. And I worked as a, a camera trainee um, essentially for the two week period, just kind of, Doing what a camera trainee would do, uh, cleaning lenses, carrying lenses, wrapping up cords, and doing all that stuff. And it felt good, you know? It felt like that was the, the realm that I, I belonged to. But I don't think it was, it wasn't quite enough for me, personally. And I had a friend who was taking classes, acting classes. And I thought, you know, with my aspirations of directing, I thought, you know what, I should I should see what it's like from the perspective of an actor, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to direct people and tell them, you know, give them my opinions and, you know, I should see how they're going to view me and sort of all that. And I went to a class and I kind of, it was a challenge. It, It, I think it wasn't, wasn't easy. And that's what I liked about it. It was, it was tough and I wasn't getting it at first. It was really, there was a bit of a, there was a huge learning curve for me at the beginning. Not that there still isn't. I mean, there always there always will be, but at the beginning it was it was a lot steeper than it feels anyway right now, and uh, I just kind of fell in love with it, and and I I wanted to get better and be better, and you know I I have been always been a huge fan of uh, film and television my whole life, and it just was something that I I, I didn't feel like I could stop, and I kind of just I don't want to say I fell into it. It's a little cliche, but I. Worked hard to to feel like there was a potential for me in that in that route.
2: Well, we're certainly glad you stuck with it because <laughs> I really enjoy <laughs> Phillips' performance.
0: I appreciate that very much.
2: And it must be kind of fun to do that heroin addiction thing because it definitely has a different acting chops. Yeah, a fun that you would normally use.
0: Fun is an interesting word for that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely rewarding. I'll say it's rewarding. You know, it's um, it can be a bit taxing.
2: Well, that's the cool thing about we're going into different territory here anyway because what i think is great is the evolution we've seen with the you know initial steps then going into the eye drops and now the pills right and he doesn't seem to be in physical distress anymore but how would you characterize the remnants of this problem in season three
0: well my goal with the portrayal is to accurately sort of depict what people go through in real life and not to over embellish it or glamorize it or anything, you know, because it's a, it's a real problem, um, addiction. And with that, it comes with a lot of other problems with depression and, and a lot of mental health issues can be, uh, associated with that as well. And, uh, through my life, I've struggled with those issues myself a little bit. And, you know, it was just, it was important to fulfill a, 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 an honest space uh, for him. So I I think it's something that'll never fully be fixed per se, but it's always lingering something that lingers and, and it'll always be sort of a devil on his shoulder.
1: Well, you know, that kind of segues into the next question because from the start, Philip's essentially been alone. I mean, McLaren has cat. Carly's got baby Jeff. Trevor's got his parents. Grace, I forget what his girlfriend's name is. Marcy has David. And, you know, Philip had Ray and the turtle, but clearly that's not the same. (laughs) And then Jenny comes into the picture and and obviously she had an agenda.
0: So the question is,
1: how much did that experience with Jenny change him?
0: Well, I think that relationship has a lot to do with trust and the breach uh, of said trust. The aesthetic aspect of what you're saying is it how, you know, everybody has somebody. Um, Philip really doesn't, you know, even Ray isn't, you know, it's not much of anything. It's, it's a friend ish, but not the same way that uh, some of the other relationships are. And I think, yeah, once, once Jenny comes in, it's, it's obviously there's a, there's a bit of a vulnerability. You know, you you let somebody in and the fact that he has really no one. And and the way that the writers sort of portrayed that, like I said, aesthetically with, with really leaving him feeling lonely, he's really alone. And honestly, I think, I think it just, it digs a hole deeper. The loneliness only, only gets more lonely.
2: Yeah. It's funny that you say that just because it's not like Philip is a dour person. He's, he's quite humorous at, at times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, at the core, he wants to find that, and I think there's a positivity. There's a, there is a well of optimism, and and positivity there, which is constantly being challenged through addiction and mental health and and the lack of relationships or relationship and and you know and that's something that I I think is important. You know the the idea of hope and looking forward to a better day.
2: And, and I guess he he pretty much depends on his skills as his, as a historian. I mean, he, that's his anchor. And one of my favorite parts actually of season two involved Philip's update to history 2.0, as it were, <laughs> because, you know, he didn't, he kind of was at rock bottom until he got that. And that was just such a cool idea anyway, to, to get an upgrade in the theater with the other historians.
0: Yeah, it was, I, I was, and that was, that was really fun to be able to, uh, to go through and to experience. Cause I guess prior to that, there was a the sense of uh, uselessness. Mm hmm. You know, he's, he's becoming obsolete in, in respect of, of sort of their missions and what they're doing. And if you can't recall certain facts and information, then what, what use does he have? And I think through that update was, was helpful for him in feeling like he was worth something again, even though he was never not. Gave him a confidence anything. boost. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course,
2: he, it's not like he's out of the woods, though, because he's now got all this information that is secret about his own team.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's, it's just one thing, one thing for another. It's, <laughs> uh, if it's not um, it's not a sense of despair uh, in the former than than it is in the latter.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I want to go back to something you said earlier of, about your desire to get into directing. And yes. when you look at the roster of directors on Travelers, Andy Makeda, Martin Wood, Amanda Tapping, Helen Shaver, I mean, do you get a chance or do you make the point of talking to them or just really paying attention to how they do things?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I You know, there are long days and everyone's everyone has such a integral part down to – you know, in every every department, and and everyone is so important. So sometimes it's hard to focus on paying attention to to other people, what other people are doing. But I absolutely, um, when I feel I can take the time, I, I I pay attention as much as I can. And and yeah, like you said, we just have had some fantastic directors, and and they're all just. So great to work with. I feel very lucky. I mean, we had Eric direct a few episodes, which is uh, fantastic as well. And I think slowly, you know, I don't feel like I'm ready yet to take that on. Um, and that's something I've thought about. Right now I'm focusing on on acting. But in tandem, I'm learning the parts of, I'm soaking up the parts of of, of directing that I need to know now. And all the things that I don't know, I will pick up when I need to, and I don't know when that will be, but it will happen, and uh, I look forward to it. But it's been great to be able to watch people, and everyone's so kind and generous. You know, when when you do ask questions, they're more than more than happy to tell you and talk to you about it. And but there is a fine line; you don't want to pester anybody. I don't want to impede their their process as well, right? Everybody has a process, and sure, sure. I don't want to get in the way of that. Until I'm ready to,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully sooner than later. But we actually have the irony, I guess you could say, that your character is really into the tech, Yes. and yet Riley Dolman has no social media presence <laughs> that we could find. <laughs> is that purposeful?
0: Uh, it is. Yes, I uh, I have Instagram. That's that's really all I do. I <laughs> I don't have Facebook. I, I I decided not to continue with Twitter. It's there's just a lot of a lot of stuff on there that I'm just not interested in being a part of and <laughs> and looking at and That's and, for sure. and not, not to say that I at all stay ignorant. I mean, I, I feel like I educate myself as, as much as I can on a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of topics, but there's just a lot of opinions, subjective opinions that I, I don't feel are necessary for me to, um, uh, experience and witness. I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in objective, objective truths and. Than uh, an argument on a comment on Twitter or something, and I'm also a pretty private person. You've
2: got some real fans out there, by the way. Just, just so you know, there's a big fan presence on Twitter for for travelers. Oh
0: wow! Well, that's uh, that's very kind, and I and I appreciate <laughs> it so much. I um, yeah, no, I'm just a <laughs> just a private person, and uh, I've always had this this idea. I mean, a lot of my the people I, I look up to in the industry don't have much of a presence. And, and they're m- more focused on, on the work. And I think it's important, for me, it's important that when, when someone watches what I do in the future or in the past, and I want them to be able to experience that character without preconceived ideas uh, of who I am as a person.
2: Well, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: You know, they have that, there's that saying, you don't never meet your heroes, um (laughs) i i you know i i i so there's something to that um and i i I just want people to to enjoy it the best that i uh, um that they can and as much as everyone loves to sort of know who everyone is now and see what they're doing day to day and minute to minute hour to hour i just don't think that that's healthy and i feel like in the sort of the uh, uh, broad arc of one's career, it can damage it. It can damage your, it can damage the way people perceive you, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: That's fair enough. Well, we really appreciate you talking to us today, Riley, about uh, your life as an actor and travelers. And we're really looking forward to season three as it shows up in mid December here. So thanks very much.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. It was great talking to you and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope everybody uh, really loves it. And you know, we worked really hard and, um, we're I know we're all very excited for for it to be uh, unveiled to the to the public. thanks. All right, take care. You guys have a great night. All
2: right, and what a great interview that was. Uh, I'm so happy that he was able to kind of give us a hint as to how he felt about the character and and you know how he audition for the show. And and then of course his aspirations for his own career. So that was a, it's a fun interview and kind of a, a little bit different from some of the interviews we've done in the past. So we hope you enjoyed this interview, but that's going to be it for this edition of Sci-Fi Fidelity. You can keep the discussion going all month long by following us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter as Sci-Fi Fidelity.
1: And as we prepare for our new format in January, where all our interviews like this one will get their own podcast Be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you access it, and we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Plus,
2: we've got a discussion of the Timeless Special Finale event coming up next in January. But until then, we hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next month.